As a matter of practice, children should never be admitted to an acute adult psychiatric ward. If that were to happen in the UK, it would be considered a very serious incident and investigations would have to take place. The admission of a child was really quite exceptional. It's now become, to my mind, too routine. It's no longer the exception. It's considered acceptable because there is nothing else. During the Youth Parliament, a young man shared how staying in Orchard House, a facility dedicated to adult mental health, affected his mood. He explained how he was sectioned after reacting badly when he couldn't go back to his room when things, as he said, were kicking off on the ward, and how he didn't feel comfortable being in a place with adults, some of whom were more mentally ill than he was. Earlier this month, Patricia Winchester, the chief executive of Mindful's Jersey, called that what she described as the inappropriate admission of children, some as young as 14, on the ward, saying that it was no longer an exception. Before we go on to discuss your concerns, Patricia, would you be able to explain what your role is as a mental health and capacity advocate? It's two roles. As an independent mental health advocate, what we do is support people to ensure their voices are heard and they understand what their rights are and that they have access to those rights. And most people who we would support with mental health issues are people with acute and um, severe mental illness. So very often people with schizophrenia, bipolar, severe depression, uh, personality disorder and extreme anorexia. So we introduce ourselves, we explain that we are not part of health and social services, that we are completely independent and our role is to help that person understand what's happening to them, to consider what their options are and then to make a choice and ensure that choice is listened to. In terms of capacity advocacy, this is um, another skilled area of work where we work specifically with people who may have either fluctuating capacity or starting to lack capacity, maybe due to dementia, it could be due to a stroke, sometimes down to learning disability and mental illness. And it's ensuring that the person whose capacity is at question is given the right amount of support to enable them to participate in the decision as far as possible for themselves. So instead of decisions always being made for them, we try to help them to be a part of that decision making so that their views and concerns are taken into account. It's about remembering each person is a person, not just a diagnosis. Do your clients include children and young people? Yes, yes. We work with all age groups. I think the youngest has been about 13 uh, and the oldest was about 104. Do children and young people encounter any particular challenges when uh, advocating for themselves um, and their mental health? For everybody, if you're not at your best, it's going to be difficult to put your case across in the way that you would like. If you're a child or a young person, it is particularly difficult because you may have quite different views and find difficulty in expressing those views to perhaps your parents or the people that love you and care for you. You may feel that your parents are doing their best for you, but nevertheless your view is something different. It may be that you don't completely understand what's being said, and for some children that can be quite difficult to admit. They'll pretend they've understood and answer when actually they haven't completely understood. So our role there is to really ensure that they have a good 
grasp of what's being talked about, what their views are, what their worries are, to make sure that they get the opportunity to get answers to all of that. And that if their view is different to that of their parents, that they have a right to put that across and be listened to. Um, you raised the alarm recently about the number of children and young people admitted to just adult mental health facility. What are you the most concerned about? As a matter of practice, children should never be admitted to an acute adult psychiatric ward. If that were to happen in the UK, it would be considered a very serious incident and investigations would have to take place. In the years that I've been working with Orchard House, uh, in, in, you know, going back to 2006 to 2010, the admission of a child was really quite exceptional. It's now become, to my mind, too routine. It's no longer the exception. It's considered acceptable because there is nothing else. As an island, we can't have everything. Sometimes if you have a specialist diagnosis, you need specialist treatment off-island, whether that be for cancer or a brain tumour or whatever. You certainly can't have every speciality on the island. But it, that doesn't make it acceptable to put children onto an acute illness ward for psychiatric patients, uh, surrounded by adults who may be significantly more unwell than they are, who may have a chronic condition, um, and for whom children... This kind of experience is going to be pretty terrifying to be that unwell, let alone then to be surrounded by other adults who are equally or perhaps even more unwell themselves. And um, you mentioned that you've been working uh, with Orchard House for quite a long time. Um, in that time, how many children have you seen in Orchard House? And has the frequency of their admission increased? The frequency of admission has increased. I can't say exactly how many children I've seen over the years. At times, we've had as many as five children admitted at any one stage. Some of these children will be uh, discharged and readmitted quite frequently. Others, hopefully, it'll be a one-off admission only. But nevertheless, it shouldn't actually be happening at all. What kind of impact um, can a stay at Orchard House have on a child or a young person? It's very difficult because from a family perspective, when a young person is, is very unwell, they want them to be somewhere safe. But an inpatient acute psychiatric unit can have all sorts of negative impacts on a young person. They are seeing people who are very manifestly unwell, who perhaps have got to a point where they're no longer able to care for themselves properly, who disengage and have... Um, very hostile reactions with clinicians whereas what you're trying to do is build up a therapeutic relationship with a young child and encourage them to participate collaboratively in their care in other words to, to take some ownership for getting better as well to work with people and you want them to have most of all hope that they can and will recover some clients a small number unfortunately do not sustain recovery And for a child to see that can give a very negative fear that, you know, will that be me in 10 years' time? And that, I think, is very scary. What you need to do as children is promote hope to keep their lives as normal as possible with as much family support as possible, with a routine and a stable atmosphere, which is not necessarily what you get in an adult acute inpatient unit, where people may have not just one diagnosis, but multiple diagnoses sometimes, and difficult social backgrounds. The other problem is that once you are admitted to an inpatient ward, clearly 
you are absolved, if you like, of responsibilities, of accountability in some ways. And for some young people, they start to feel safe in an inpatient setting and then find anything outside of that inpatient setting very frightening and unsafe. It's almost as if they become dependent on being in an environment which is very strictly controlled, where you have a lot of supervision and a lot of support. With young people, it's very important that we normalise their experience so that they can return back to society. What unfortunately sometimes happens is that the more frequently somebody is admitted to Orchard House, the more, the more they become dependent upon it. And it's very important that with young people we break that cycle, that we encourage them to take those difficult steps back into society, back into their normal environment, um, and build a life outside of mental illness and outside of Orchard House. Is there any risk that um, if a child, for example, is experiencing emotional issues and is admitted at Orchard House, um, is there any risk that this staying there could actually make them feel worse than if they had been receiving support outside of um, such a setting? I'm not a clinician, but I would say, yes, there is that risk. And if you have emotional issues, very often they're, very often what children have is significant social care needs. It may not actually be illness, it can be social care needs. And being surrounded by illness can be very unhelpful. So sometimes children will pick up on emotions, as they do from you know, their family, their parents, their friends, they can pick up from the emotions of others and that actually makes their condition deteriorate rather than get better. So you mentioned obviously because we're of a small island, we, we can't have everything, but um, I think you previously mentioned that there are things that can be done in the island. Um, so what kind of support or treatment do you think would be better than admitting young people in an adult mental health facility? I think ideally what we're looking for is far more assertive outreach treatment. So whether that's supporting people, supporting young people to stay at home with intensive care, whether that's all day or part of the day or several times a day, um, in reach treatment so that they continue to maintain as much of a normal life as possible, perhaps in terms of attending school, even if it's only for a few hours, perhaps in terms of maintaining family and friendship circles, that's better than removing somebody entirely from their normal life situation. So what we have at the moment, because CAMs are, have been significantly under-resourced, is a lack of staff that can really support people when they become acutely unwell or acutely distressed to stay at home with regular support. And that would be better. I think that's an issue that affects adults as well because I think that there's a lack of support of community support as a whole across the whole of mental health services isn't that isn't that correct There is now far more support for adults in the community there are two distinct teams there's the community mental health team and there's also the home treatment team and I've seen some excellent work where people who previously would have needed to be admitted to Orchard House actually be maintained at home to carry on with some of their family responsibilities, which has been enormously to their benefit and that of their children. So it, we're getting there. The difficulty, as people will be aware, is that mental health is traditionally a very difficult area to recruit to. During the pandemic, of course, many staff that came over decided that being that far away from their families for long periods of time meant that they would now wish to return to the UK rather than stay in Jersey. And it can be difficult, given the high cost of living in Jersey, to attract staff of the quality that we need.
for these difficult posts. And um, obviously, you, you mentioned that um, we're admitting young people to Orchard House because there is no other alternative. Have professionals given any other arguments for those admissions or is it just the, the, the lack of facility? In order to admit somebody to Orchard House, you have to meet certain criteria. And obviously, one of those is around risk. And it can be very, very difficult if you have a young person that you feel is at significant risk to themselves. It can be very difficult to not admit where if other options existed, it would be better for them. At the moment, there are no other options. But you may recall I talked about a meeting with directors from CAMS and health services and children's services. And my understanding now is that they are actually going to be addressing quite a few of these problems and working towards a solution. So one of the things I've been talking about for a long time is clearly some young people are admitted to Robin Ward, some to Orchard House. The issue with Robin Ward is you might be 17 and be surrounded by very young children on Robin Ward who have physical illnesses. That can be a difficult environment there. And the staff at Robin Ward, again, whilst they do their best, they're trained in physical health care, not mental health care. So you've got an issue where the environment isn't right and neither are the staff mixers. So what I'm assured now is that they are actively looking at how to improve the physical environment, in other words, build something a little bit more appropriate within Robin Ward, perhaps, and how they can add to that staff mix by bringing in staff with specialist mental health skills. It's really important if you have a child who is under the care of child and adolescent mental health, that when they are an inpatient, they are supported with those skilled staff. And again, rather like paediatricians have different skills to adult doctors, um, specialists at working with children's mental illness is really important and we should have that. So that's one thing that's happening. Um, In terms of Orchard House, one of the things I've long commented on is the fact that there are distinct spaces that could be used differently. With some imagination, if a child does have to go to Orchard House, and again, it shouldn't be a common thing, then the way in which the facilities are used need to be reimagined. And I think they're finally getting round to that and thinking we could adapt it in this way or adapt it in that way so that we do keep children separate. I think there's been a reluctance to keep children separate because of a feeling that they might miss out on activities and so on. But actually the sorts of activities that children should be participating in are should be specially catered for them. And so where they have two lounges or three lounge areas then one of those should be dedicated to children and it should be the case that again when they are in Orchard House if they are in Orchard House they are supported by skilled young people's mental health nurses and clinicians not adult clinicians so they're looking at how they can do it differently with what we've got at the moment they're also looking of course in terms of the new hospital at what would be required there and I think those are conversations that we've yet to have Because to some extent, once you build a specialist unit, you fill a specialist unit. But there needs to be something so that on those occasions where a young person is admitted to a psychiatric unit, that it is well designed for them, they can be well supported, and that we can transition them safely back to the community to carry on their recovery and and build a life for themselves. It's quite quite positive that those discussions are are taking place. Have they given any kind of indication on when those changes might be introduced or when the recruitment might might start? I understand that the CAMS redesign is due to be signed off imminently. 
and following that there will be an extensive recruitment campaign. Again, that's going to be a challenge, but we need to get away from having locums. You know, if you're a locum, it costs the island a lot more. In some ways, you might have less commitment to the island because you're not here for the long term. It just provides a lack of continuity and stability to how we shape and form the teams of skilled experts. So we really want people to come over for permanent jobs that have a vision and can see that vision through rather than plugging a gap. That's not to be disrespectful to locum. Some of them do excellent work, but we're now at the position where we need something firmer in place to move us forward. So that's going to be happening. Um, The other issue I understand is that children's services, one of the issues we often have is that somebody who's admitted to hospital more for a social care need rather than a psychiatric need, it's very difficult to discharge them because there is nowhere to discharge them to. So you end up with a prolonged inappropriate admission. And I understand that children's services are now looking at developing a more therapeutic children's home and to increase capacity for clients who have you know, some children may not be ill, but may have significant emotional distress, emotional um, concerns, terribly challenging backgrounds, have had all sorts of traumatic experiences that they're finding incredibly hard to manage. Those skills are not necessarily learnt on a psychiatric ward. They would be better learnt in a more therapeutic environment, especially designed for children. And I understand that's now also being considered by the uh, children's service. So that would be very beneficial. So really we're looking three-stranded approach. And I think that's what it'll take. It's not going to be an easy, you know, one size fit all. And it's not going to be an easy fix. There's a lot of work still to be done. But I am reassured that they are putting a lot of effort into it now and working collaboratively rather than competitively, which is important. Thank you, Patricia, for your time. That was the Belly Week podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like and share it. The music you hear is I Shift My Weight by Luno. More on the podcast next week.